It's one of the, my, I don't know if you're allowed to say favorite passages, but certainly one that moves me every time I read it is the Philippians 2 passage. I'd like to read that. These first uh, verses are at least from 5 to 11. Many people consider that to be one of the oldest hymns of, um, of, uh, of, Christ of Christendom. Um, so I'm going to read that, but I'm going to read all the way to verse 18, and it's especially verse 12 and 13 that I'd like to focus our attention upon. Philippians chapter 2, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ in baptism, into the name of the Father, into the Son, we're united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude of mind Christ Jesus had, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a human being. He humbled himself in becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, and you hold firmly to the word of life, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me.
brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Standing before you is a man in peak physical shape, rippling abs, lean and muscular, not an ounce of fat, ready to be featured in a men's magazine. You may be a little skeptical, and probably you should be, because you see, that man is there, but I haven't worked him out yet. And to work him out, well, that's why you go to a gym with workouts. You work out that muscular frame. And when you think about that, working things out to its potential, that's a very, very common phenomenon, is it not? You have a little acorn. I mean, what is a little acorn? But, but in, in the proper environment, it works out to become a giant, giant oak tree. Some of you might see a piece of stone, a piece of rock, but a sculptor sees David or sees, uh, sees Mary or sees, uh, you know, the four presidents and Mount Rushmore. You work it out. Most of us have a computer or a cell phone. Well, I can tell you that maybe if I know 10% of what I can do with this thing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Because there is so much to work out. And it wouldn't surprise me if Theo in a few years said, Opa, uh, it's okay when I'm with you that you can do these things, but much more in my absence you have to start knowing uh, what, what to do. And so you need to work things out. We're giving in an acorn in a computer, in all of these things. We're given a precious, precious gift, but it has to be worked out. It has to be nurtured. It has to be developed. We can cite many more examples. You know, some of you are, are musically or artistically talented. You were given that gift at birth, but... If you don't work at it, if you don't practice, if you don't do your scales, if you don't do these things, the gift kind of lies dormant. This morning, Theo was baptized, and, and I'll be maybe mentioning Theo and some, but I hope that it's, it's not just simply Theo, we re, we're reminded of our own baptism. We are reminded of our own children. Now, some people have, in, in many areas of Christendom, they would fault us for baptizing an infant. I mean, an infant is so, so very, very passive. And yes, we need to be careful. Uh, baptism is not like a vaccine, that you, you get your two doses and you can show, look, I'm, I'm covered, I can, I can do everything now because I've, I've been done, I've got the vaccine. Well... That's not in terms of baptism. You, do, you can't just say, okay, I've been baptized, and so now I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. No, baptism is, is, is a gift. And what is involved in that gift? 
Well, we, we look at it. I started focusing on this because Alicia told me that the, one of the reasons they chose the name Theodore because it means gift of God. And so we know that our children are gifts of God, but we know that that these children need to be nurtured, they need to be developed, and, and, and sometimes you're going to pull out your hair because of, of, of everything that you, that you need to do. As we were driving here, my wife and I said, boy, it's, it's a, I don't know if I would be able to do that anymore with these little kids. And they're running around and needing to, getting up in the middle of the night and all these sort of things. That, but they are. They are gifts that need to be nurtured. But I don't want to focus so much on that, that they are gifts. I would like to focus on the fact that Theo has been given gifts. You have been given gifts. We have been given the promises. We read that in the form, that the promises of God. We have been cleansed. We have been 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 invited to be part of the covenant family, to be part of his church. We, these, are, these are the gifts that God has, that we must see in our baptism. But again, these gifts need to be worked out. And see, that's of course where the parents come in. And that's where the church community comes in. That's where family comes in, that we recognize that these are gifts that need to be developed. Paul writes this as a thank you letter, this, the, the letter to the Philippians, as a thank you letter. He was in prison, but the people of Philippi, uh, through Epaphroditus, they sent a gift uh, to the, uh, the, the jail um, to encourage Paul to show that he wasn't uh, forgotten. And so this was, this was his thank you letter to, uh, to, the, uh, to the Philippians. And he writes here about the fact that, um, you know, when I was in my presence, but much more in my absence. You know, if you had Paul as your pastor, he would certainly be an authority figure. He would tell you his story of how he was converted and, and how he met Jesus in a very special way. And, and so, yeah, you would certainly take his word. And so he was the authority figure, and, and so he kind of told you what to believe and to accept and, and do, and so you would do that. But Paul didn't stay there very long, and now he was gone. And so he was concerned that in my absence, you continue in the faith. I know that, you know, as, as uh, Alicia, the, the mother here, uh, our youngest daughter, and I think, yeah, when she, <coughs> she was a child, we had control in terms of when she would go to church and her prayers and, and, and all of that. But, but yeah, children grow up and they go on their own. And then, and then to be able to see even in my absence, even in our absence, that to continue in the, in, in the faith it's from generation to generation and truly, truly what a blessing that is. So now we are called to work out this salvation, to work out this gift. 
Now, some people take this in a, in a very uh, yeah, different way. They would say, well, some people work out their salvation in a Buddhist way. Some people work it out in a Hindu way. Some people work it out in a Jewish way. So we, we all work it out in a different way. Well, that, of course, would be extremely politically correct today, but it really isn't, isn't what, what Paul and, and the Bible is intending here. Because, you see, you can't work out that which has not been given to you first. You can't take an acorn and expect to have an elm tree. No, that, that's not the, the gift that was put into it. So you need to work out that which has been placed into your life. And that's what, that's what baptism is testifying to. What, what God has been placing into our lives, we need, we need to work that out out. This, uh, this year, my wife and I decided to take little tomato seeds instead of buying plants, but just plant the seeds. And, uh, but uh, yeah, and well, they have developed, but there was a lot of work working it out in terms of, because those little seeds, seedlings have a lot of enemies. One of them is frost. And oh, did you bring in the, in the plants? Because uh, in Alberta, we still get frost quite late in, in, in the year. And so it needs to be watered. And, and all sorts of work needs to be done. But now they're big, big plants. And I, I just find it amazing that in this tiny, tiny little seed, there is already included this great big plant with all sorts of, of, with all sorts of tomatoes. And so this is the concept that that God that Paul is using here that you work out your salvation now what is salvation sometimes I believe we have too much of a static view of salvation that is you're either in or out you're saved or not saved you're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell it's it's that it's that kind of static black black or white but really Salvation is, is if I may use a term, a many-splendored thing. It has the idea of wholeness. Jesus Christ in, in John chapter 9, I came to bring life and to bring it abundantly. This, this, this is all encapsulated in that word salvation. And so finding, finding that abundant life. That's what God is, is wanting us to do. And he has placed these gifts by grace. How many times do we not emphasize that? Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. It is by grace you have been saved. This is not of your own doing. But yet I believe the genius of God, the, his genius is that yes, it is 100% a gift of God, but he includes our work in it. We are called to work out that gift to its, to its full potential. How, how do we do that? Well, you know, we, we can begin, Theo, this morning, you were baptized in the name of the Father. Who is the Father? He is our God. He is the one who created us. He is the one who knit us together in our mother's womb. And how, how did he, he 
create us. Yes, we, of course, we know the birds and the bees and, and an egg and a sperm and so But, you know, through, I, I just think of Theo in terms of there's, there's Rinder's blood, there's Hoekstra's blood, there's Baumhoff blood, there's, there's Bursma blood. And, and that's just the last little generation. And then there's all sorts of ancestors and, and God has been, has been directing and shaping and so that here, here is a very, very unique, as we all are, a very unique individual. And so what kind of individual is he? Is he, is he going to be someone who really uh, focuses on the social sciences, like some of his ancestors? Or is he going to be much more of a STEM person, of science and technology and engineering and, and mathematics? Well, yeah, you, 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 you need to see that. You need to observe that. And, and so direct him. Or is he going to be an artistic type person or... And again, you encourage and you direct. This is, this is the God in whom they have, he has been baptized. A God, a God who wants him, Theo, who wants you, wants me, to shine like stars in a crooked generation. That's that's what he is calling us to do. And he has gifted us and equipped us uh, in, in that way. And he has equipped us, especially in Jesus Christ, baptized into the name of the Father and the Son. The Son, the water, focuses on cleansing. We have been cleansed. Do we ever ask ourselves, you know, am I living the cleansed life whether, whether I'm a teenager, whether I'm a married man or, or woman, whether I'm a widow or a widower, or, or in terms of the, uh, the things that I watch, the things that I do in thought, word, and deed, is that, is that an example of the fact that we have been washed? You see, we need to develop that. We need to nurture that. We need to focus on, on what it on, on, what that, on what that means, that we truly have been cleansed. Salvation includes a, a new character, a new heart. What about our tempers? What about our way of doing things. What about my generosity? I think it's the Canadian Blood Bank who has, well, did have a tagline, maybe it still does. Uh, it's in you to give. Well, this gift that we have been given by grace alone, it's in you to give, to serve. That, that's what's happening here in, in, in terms of baptism. And we see that again so clearly in the opening, uh, opening verses, uh, verses 2 to 11 of, of Philippians chapter 2. Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. We are to be like-minded, having the same love, 
being of one accord, of one mind. Oh, that's, that's a powerful thought. That Jesus is not just some individual, historical individual. No, we can be one with him. Our minds can be, our love can be one with his. And, and, so, and so these are, we don't do this automatically, or at least certainly I do not. And we need to be in prayer. We need to be encouraged, maybe in terms of small groups. Sometimes we have accountability groups. But in these ways that we are accountable to one another in terms of what we have in Jesus Christ. And we are to do this in community. And certainly in the last number of uh, months, it's been much more difficult um, and not being able to physically uh, gather. But hopefully, uh, hopefully with the um, vaccines, uh, more and more we are able to, to gather together because community is so very important that in this community, we, we find ways to express that oneness that we have in Jesus Christ. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I have to ask myself, Gary, are you, are you wanting to really um, be a blessing to others or do you just simply want people to say, oh, wow, he's, he's a good preacher. Yeah. Like, do nothing out of selfish ambition. And every time again, Lord, Satan, get behind me that I may that I may use the gifts that God has given to be a servant to others. That, that is what it means to be baptized into, into Jesus Christ. Look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. We live in a day and age where, where the... You know, you have the, the, the Muslim community, you have the native community, you have the black community, and, and there seems to be so much strife and so much animosity. But here, here, what are we called to do? Consider others better than, your, than yourselves. How are we praying for our Muslim neighbors, our native neighbors? How are we being a blessing? What did Jesus do? Jesus here, he emptied himself. He gave himself. He sacrificed himself so that we might have life. And that, that is to characterize you and I who have been given the gift of salvation. We are to work that out also in interpersonal relationships. And we are to do this in fear and trembling. Now, this does not mean that we, we kind of stand shuddering before for God and maybe we'll make a mistake, but it, it has a concept of being in awe, that this is not just simply a kind of a flippant little thing, and, oh, yeah, well, we'll just go to church, we'll just... No, no, that, that in awe, that... The God of God, the Lord of Lords, He has given me, has given us these gifts. And how am I being responsible to them? How am I using them? I, am I being in prayer to be, um, so that they, may, that they may become fulfilled in, in various 
shapes and forms. And notice too that there, <clears throat> in doing so, there is someone who is behind us. It is not my own effort, for it is God working in you to will and to do. We ought to be asking in terms of what we say, in terms of what we do and believe. Is that evidence of God's work in my life? I'm thinking of that parable of Jesus, the farmer who, who had a great crop. He said, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build myself some uh, barns and silos. I'm going to store it all, and I'm going to sit back, put up my feet, and I'm going to enjoy life. That very night, his life was taken from Could he say, yes, that was God working in me with these, with the, these decisions? No. And so we need to be asking, God, show me how you are working and directing me um, to be the child that you want me to be. And then, of course, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Well, it's the Holy Spirit that works, that lives in you, that lives in me, so that we, that we grasp these concepts, that we that we appreciate what the mind of Christ is, that we appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that we appreciate that. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is always, always pointing to Jesus Christ. This, this is the precious gift that Theo has been given this day. And that all of us have been given. You know, I, when I come to Brad and Alicia's house, I see all sorts of toys around. They have many gifts uh, for, the, uh, for the kids. But I would encourage them to, as they look at all these gifts, to be reminded of the most precious gift that has been given. That gift of salvation, that gift of forgiveness, that gift of community. And that they, that they are able to, to be a blessing to Theo, to their children, that we may be a blessing to our uh, community. Because these are gifts that need to be worked out, developed, and emerged to its full potential. And we have a wonderful, wonderful model in the person of Jesus Christ who modeled how we are to live that we have the same mind, the same love, the same. We have a wonderful model and a Holy Spirit power to bring all of this out into the open. A blessing to you all as you seek to do that with the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, um, again, we just uh, thank you for the precious gift that you have given. We just really stand in amazement, in awe, um, but help us to realize that, um, yeah, that, that these are a precious gift that have to be used, that have to be developed, like many, many other things in, in life, and so that we may do that um, individually, we may do that as couples, we may do that as a family, we may do that 
within a church community, Lord, that uh, yeah, we may that we may come to appreciate um, the potential, the direction, the kingdom that you are establishing through your Son and through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so thank you uh, for this opportunity. I just thank you for being able to be here and to have this privilege and this honor. And uh, yeah, Lord, that we may celebrate as a community um, in the gifts that you have provided. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.